What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Three Essential Questions. I am Pam Myers with Pam Myers Social Media, and my co-host is Erica Yocum with Virtual Personal Assistant. <coughs> um, we do this every Thursday morning at 9.30, and then we record all of the programs and share them on social media. So if you um, would like to be a guest, give us a shout out. Um, we're currently, I think, booked all the way through July, but we are now booking August. So um, if you're interested, just reach out to us and um, let's move on with the show. Erica, would you like to introduce our guest today? Yes, our guest today is Gordon Mitchell, who is um, not only a great client of mine, but he's also a friend. I think most people in Albuquerque have seen Gordon. Uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a, a networker extraordinaire and he's also happens to be one of the nicest people i know been in the industry for we were just discussing this um since he was five so (laughs) many years of doing what he's doing and he's a a known and trusted source for uh, reverse mortgage information take it away gordon tell us a little bit about yourself Okay. Uh, Well, I was just sharing with Erica that I've been in the financial services industry since 1982. I originally started out doing financial planning and and, uh, investment advisory services with some of the the larger firms back in in the Midwest and moved out here to New Mexico. And since 1997, I've been doing mortgage lending. And then since 2007, I specialized in this one program for senior citizens called a reverse mortgage. Uh, the interesting thing is most of what I do is education because I find that 95% of the people that I talk to either don't know what a reverse mortgage is or what they think they know is for the most part wrong. So, <clears throat> Or they've been, uh, they've heard all kinds of, you know, wacky, st- whatever. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's a lot of what you do is, is correct. Thing. Yeah. A lot of times, when I first start talking to people about the program, I tell them about the $30,000 mistake, as I call it, where I had one of my clients back in 2009, actually 2008, who I talked to about the program. I told him how he could reduce his mortgage payments by $2,500 a month in a $527,000 house. And he listened to the program and everything, but he decided not to do it because he talked to people who had other opinions about whether or not he should do it. And he came back to me a year later and he realized that he'd lost $2,500 a month for 12 months, $30,000 in payments that he did not have to make. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the morals of the story is do your own research. Don't listen to other people. (laughs) On anything, on anything, on a great message, do your own research. Yeah. Especially on money and health. Mm -hmm. Some big ones for it. So. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can read all kinds of crazy stuff out there in newspapers and on the internet that is completely untrue, right? And so 
Well, yes. we are in the era of fake news right now. I know. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you can say anything you want. And right. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have to validate it or prove it. You can just put it out there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, a very oh, scary oh, thing. I believe you. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, um, so our first question today, Gordon, is what have you learned about yourself during this whole COVID-19 situation? Well, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that I have certain tools that I've used for many, many years. And as we've gone through this whole situation with COVID, I realized that those tools are still extremely effective. And one of the biggest tools and one of the ones that I think is the most important is a meditational practice. I've been doing meditation since 1973. It's been almost 50 years. And especially given the current circumstances, because I feel that the biggest threat that we're dealing with right now is really fear. We have so much fear and apprehension about health, about our finances, about our employment. You know, we're scared of all of these different circumstances that we feel could you know, somehow have a negative impact on us. Mm-hmm. And I've used that meditational practice in my life for many, many years because it's one of the things that I start out in the morning that helps to get me focused. It gets me calm, it gets me relaxed, it gets me out of my emotions, and it sets the stage for the entire day. Mm-hmm. So I realized that, you know, it's something I've been doing for many years and, you know, it, it works, you know, and it's something that I continue to use. Mm-hmm. Well, I can yeah. vouch for that. That's something that I've always appreciated appreciated about working with Gordon. Is he's very, you're very calm. Like, mm-hmm. and you stay rational, even if it's, you know, you, you're just a very even keel guy, which is it's appreciated, it's yeah. noticed and appreciated. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Especially from those of us who would go. The minute something you know doesn't work the way you want it to do, <laughs> yeah, yep. and texting Pam going right up my nose, that's oh, right up my nose. I can't handle that. Like freaking out. <laughs> I can use some meditation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? What other, what other great tips? What other great tools are you? I'm, I'm fascinated. That, that do you? Use? Well, I think that's one of the main ones that I've used for many years because it kind of sets the stage for everything else. You know, I'm one of those people who's interested in holistic health and natural healing. So I think that served me well given the current health situation because I really have not had as much fear and apprehension about getting sick and, you know, what's going to happen? Am I going to get this? Am I going to get that? Because I'm very careful about, you know, my diet. My wife and I, we're very careful about our, you know, nutrition and no, and just different things that we know will help to keep us in a healthy state. And I think the strongest thing right now is if you've got a healthy immune system, then that can be a very, very powerful tool to be able to use to work out this whole situation. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. So how has how have you responded to this whole thing? How have how is how have you responded business wise or personal personal wise? personally wise, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a word in there somewhere, uh, to this whole thing? Well, I think one of the things is I did realize that when it first started out, I can, you know, even with my practice, I realized that at first it did have an impact on me. You know, fear did get a little bit of a foothold because there were so many things that were unknown, you know? Right. You know how, how severe is this stuff? How many people are going to be exposed to it? How deadly is it? You know, all of those different things. 
But because I do something, a certain practice every morning, I begin to realize I could see. That's one of the things about the practice. It, it helps you to see what you're caught in. It helps you to see what your, what your fears are, what's got a hold of you, what's pulled you off track from what your normal you know, state of mind is. So I think that one of the things that helped me is that I was able to see that really there was some fear that was, you know, even affecting me. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things. Um, I think fear is our greatest challenge. So, you know, figure out ways to address that. We, you know, we, sh- we can. Now, it did change the way that I work some. I usually work out of an office space here in Albuquerque, and I wound up doing a lot of work from home. Um, but, you know, uh, in my particular case, that was not a major problem, but it affected how many, how I met with people. So I did begin to start learning how to, to use Zoom, thanks to Erica. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, recently I've been doing some, um, some presentations to prospective clients using Zoom. You know, now I can't do that with all of the people I work with because some of my seniors are not computer, computer savvy enough to be able to do it. Um, you know, to the degree that I can, but it's been very useful and very effective. And I was able to do presentations. Uh, when I do a presentation, I have an 18-page report that I print out for people that gives them the specifics of their situation. I would send that to people. We'd go through it on, on a Zoom, you know, com- webinar conference call. And then I would record it and I would send it to them. So they'd have the 18-page report and they would have the recorded Zoom call. So they could go back and look at all of that information because this is the program that I that I offer to seniors is it's, it's complicated. It's not like a usual mortgage, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are afraid of it because they don't understand it. Right. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, like you yeah. said, fear drives a lot of things. It puts up a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. Yeah, and especially when you start, you mention something to someone, and they say, "Oh, I don't know about those. I've heard so and so." You know. And then automatically people are thinking, well, this is my biggest investment. This is my house. You know, I don't want to make any mistakes here. Now, unfortunately, what they should do is more research. Mm-hmm. What they do instead is shut down. They mm-hmm. think, oh, no, I don't know. Then maybe if there's some bad stuff out there, then I don't want to do this. Well, they, that's the time when they should really be digging in and trying to ask more questions and find out more about what's going on. Yeah. But we don't always work like that. You know, we, we have a tendency to go to what's, you know, to the negative route. <clears throat> right. Or to our comfort zone or mm-hmm. whatever you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have been guilty of doing that personally in the, in the past. And thank heavens, my, my wife is a saber tooth when it comes to research. So you ask anything, if she doesn't know the answer, she is on it and going to I'm dig into it. I'm one of those too. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. Tom is Get very it? much, I mean, I've seen him do incredible things and find problems with cars and things like that that nobody yeah. else can figure out but he's good he'll go through and do the research but you're right yeah. because but when it comes to money I've always said that <laughs> when you're talking to with to other people about money it's like inviting them into your underwear drawer it's very personal oh. and very you know, people get really like ooh, you know even if it's <laughs> talking about your mortgage right but, but it's about money and yes yeah, right. a society have placed so much importance on how much do you have? How much do I have? Is that, does that make me worthy? Where am I in the yeah. scale and all of that? So what if you say, well, you know, my house is only worth, well, only, hell, it's your house. You're, you know, it's where you live. That's your, 
<laughs> it doesn't, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, so it's very, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's tougher for you, Gordon, because then I, it, you've got that double whammy of, oh, I got to do the research, and it's something that I, I don't really want to talk about my finances. <laughs> yeah. yeah, part of what I've had to do over the years is get to the point where I can make people feel comfortable and really begin to elicit more information from them, get them talking, because the only way that this program can really work is if it's the correct program for people, you know, I ask them questions that I can really find out what their situation is and what is it they're trying to do. Then I can educate them enough to let them know whether or not this is a good fit. Mm -hmm. So I have to be able to extract more information from them so that we're on the right page. Wow. Yeah, so it's important. So how often do you come up with clients that might not be a good fit? Does that happen? Um, well, yes, it can happen a for a number of reasons. One of them is uh, not enough equity in the home. The program only works if the house has got a certain amount, a certain percentage of equity. Mm -hmm. You know, and the equity, of course, is the difference between what is the house worth and what is the ex any existing mortgages on the house. You know? right. So at 62, we need to have about 50 to 55% equity in the house. So mm -hmm. if somebody had a $200,000 house and they had an $80,000 mortgage, well, you know, they've got $120,000 in equity in the house. Mm -hmm. We could... With that 120000 of equity with this program, we would be able to pay off their existing mortgage that they have. So they could then go into a situation where they have no more mortgage payment, and that gives them more disposable income. So that's, you know, so one of the things is how much equity. Um, another consideration for the program is just, is it appropriate for them based upon what their intentions are? You know, do they have children? Are they concerned about their children inheriting the house? Mm -hmm. Because if they are, then we've got to have a conversation about, is it more important that your children have the house or is it more important that you have additional money to live on? Right. And that's a decision that the family has to make, you know, but I've got mm -hmm. to give them enough information so that they know, okay, well, gee, if I do this, I'm going to have an extra X number of dollars per month. And we really need that money versus, you know, I'm spending my children's inheritance, you know, yes. so, right. Right. You've seen, the, seen the bumper stickers that say I'm spending my children. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. So, how do you um, do? You see your business model changing in the future as a result of everything, and and what does that look like for you? Um, it may change a little bit. It depends on on what happens with this situation uh, as to whether or not we're able to get back to meeting people face to face, you know, quickly. If not, then I'll just keep doing what I'm doing right now with more of the uh, uh, more of the whole process of doing some Zoom meetings with folks, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And what I've thought about is if I have seniors, for example, who maybe um, are not real computer savvy to be able to get on a, um, a Zoom call with me and do it from their computer, <clears throat> it may be that what I'm going to do in the future is <clears throat> get the information from them, record. Mm -hmm record all of the information for them <clears throat> on a DVD, for example, and send it to them so that they could just <clears throat> sit at home and watch it on their DVD or on their TV set, you know, as a way for them to be able to see the information. So mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I've thought about that possibly could change. Mm -hmm. Now, this whole opportunity, this whole situation though, has caused me to reassess um, what I'm doing in general. And I'm seriously looking at beginning to add 
some other possible business processes or prospects to it too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I realized is what I've done for many years is education. And I've educated seniors about a resource that can help them to improve their overall lifestyle. But that resource is only good for a certain number of people. And that's the people who own a home who are 62 or older. <clears throat> now that's good, but there's probably 18 to 20 million people that may fall into that category over in the country overall. Right. But the reality is there's probably about 76 million baby boomers. So there's a huge baby boomer population that may not be appropriate or help or may not qualify for this program. Okay. So I'm looking at how can I begin to expand what I do to include educating seniors about other things more than just the reverse mortgage program, other resources that they can use that are out there, health resources, financial resources, because those are two areas that I know real well. Mm-hmm. So listen to my thoughts. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share um, with our viewers on, you know, what would be helpful helpful for them to know? Um, No, I think the main point is for people to understand just how much we're being manipulated by fear right now. Mm -hmm. You know, that, um, you know, you turn the TV on, you're hearing how many people are dying, how many people are infected. You know, the numbers are going up here, they're going up there, you know, and so we're bombarded with all of this constantly, all of the time. And if we can't step back and find a way to separate ourselves from all of that information, you know, that, you know, causes us to start thinking so negatively, then it just puts us into a a very chaotic state of mind. Yeah, yeah, so true. Some would argue that that's the point, but that's a whole other conversation (laughs) it's easier to it's easier if you know if the when the when the sheep are are freaked out and the dogs are coming at them it's easier to get those sheep to move when they don't know what's going on so correct you know and that's one of the reasons why i feel that this you know having some type of a meditational process is so important is because it allows you to step back and not be manipulated by like the rest of the herd you know just push push that way because you know you're getting bombarded with all of this negativity Uh, Because if you can calm down, control your breathing, get centered, control your emotions, then at least, if nothing else, you're going to make more intelligent decisions. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to think things through, look for other possibilities, not just be controlled by the whim of the moment, whatever's going on. So to me, that's, that's important stuff right now. It is, right. How do do people find you if they want to uh, talk with you? Oh, um, they can uh, give me a phone call at 505-293-1567. And I work for Legacy Mortgage uh, here in Albuquerque. And there's a website, whataboutreversemortgages.com. They can go to that website and there's some videos and things of that nature too that they can see as well. So that's how. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today, Gordon. It's been a pleasure to have you. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. You have a great, great day. Thanks. All right. You too. Bye-bye. What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, 
you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards.